Welcome to the Unpolished MBA podcast and our special holiday series called Unpolished Gold, Mining for Talent in Transition, where we uncover the hidden gems of the professional world this holiday season. Okay, so Unpolished MBA audience, I have with me today, Brenda, but I call her Mariah. So I got to be honest with y'all. Brenda and I went to college together and I know her as Mariah, but I'm introducing her to you all as Brenda, which is her government name. So Brenda, (laughs) thanks for joining us today. Oh my God, of course. So honored to be here. Brenda, one of the things that most folks know you for on LinkedIn is all of your career advice mm-hmm. because you have a company called Push Career Management. So tell me a little bit about what you do with your clients at Push. So I actually work with a variety of folks, um, mostly people in career transition. So folks who have been recently laid off or at some point in time laid off, Occasionally, I will work with directly with the employer uh, who will then hire me to provide support in the form of outplacement. And so if you are recently laid off and your employer did not offer that, please do inquire because a lot of times they will cover the cost for the services that I provide. And so those services could look anything like uh, developing a professional resume, helping you to structure and present yourself on your LinkedIn profile, Things like interview coaching, how do I prepare for an interview? How do I talk about that one ugly part of my career and life that I'm not really proud to talk about? (laughs) How do I ask for the kind of income that I really want to have in terms of salary negotiation? How do I do this? How do I ask for help from my network? I keep hearing I'm supposed to network and I don't know what that means. And so we really get down to the nuts and bolts and the practical matters of uh, career transition and job transition support uh, at Push Career Management. I have a question for you because this comes up quite often and I I really don't have a good answer for it. So folks want to know if they have been, let's say, fired, not necessarily laid off. Mm-hmm. How do they address that when they're interviewing for their next job? That's a really good and important question because there is a difference. I will say first and foremost that I run across a lot of people who have been laid off and they run around telling people they got fired. Stop doing that. It is not the same thing. But however, if you were terminated, there was some problem with performance, there was some grave mistake made and whatever, they they severed your uh, position and it was not branded a layoff. When you are in that position, first of all, you ain't the first and you ain't gonna be the last. (laughs) And so carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders will not help you. I want you to understand that there is a way to address it and let's go into it. So if, uh, if I make a mistake, and and you want an apology from me, and I say, well, you know, the, <laughs> they were just out to get me. I was just a victim. If if that's how I come at you and all you really wanted was a sense of ownership and accountability, I really, I don't know that I trust you. Mm-hmm. And so I think I want people to really uh, 
get ingrained in their mind that it's okay to take ownership for mistakes that may have been made. How do you talk about that? You you don't want to dwell on it, but okay. you do want to take a sense of accountability. So let's say for an example that you made an administrative error and it led to your termination. Okay, well, you know, why did you leave your last job? Well, unfortunately, there were mistakes made and I take full accountability because that was my job. That was my responsibility to own. However, what I've done since that time is put XYZ system in place so that that error does not reoccur. I'm really proud of the work that I do. I'm really excited about the skills that I can bring to the table and I'm ready to look forward to the next chapter. And so what just happened there? We we talked about the, the ownership for the mistake that was made. We talked about the systems or mechanisms that were put in place to avoid that mistake happening again. And we talked about looking toward the future. Here's what I do. Don't don't define me by this mistake that was made once upon a time. Here's what I can bring that's valuable. That's let's just look ahead now. I've taken responsibility, but now it's time to focus on the future. It sounds like you really have an emphasis on them creating their their own narrative, right? And and drafting that before even walking into an interview. Now you just said the magic words before they walk into an interview, because trying to come up with how am I going to talk about one of the hardest things in my career in the moment? Am I going to just wing it? Am I just going to show up and hope that the right words come out of my mouth? Absolutely not. Preparation is going to be one of the most key ingredients in this uh, in this conversation. And so making sure that you know what aspect of your termination you're going to talk about, how you're going to talk about it, exactly what words you're going to say. This is one of the few instances where I do advise uh, putting together some form of a script that you try to commit to memory because this is a hard moment. And so you don't want to get in there and then let your emotions start to overrule. Another nugget that I would suggest is that folks don't use the word terminate. Don't don't say I was terminated. Don't say I was fired. Don't actually say those specific words because they are hard, harsh, negative words. And so instead, we can just say I was separated from my position. I'm no longer with that employer. You can use much softer language that just doesn't hit quite so sharply. I want to talk a little bit about long-term career road mapping, right? So some people just kind of jump from job to job and it's really no connection between them. So I want you to kind of talk about the importance of having a long-term career plan. And is that something that you will help with in your business or where do people get that kind of assistance? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is actually one of those, as we talk about looking toward the future, this is one of those future areas where I see myself shifting much more into that direction because folks do struggle, especially when change comes. I often say change will come by choice or by force. It's going to come. And so it's a matter of if you were ready for it and if you got the portfolio together, if you know who you are, you know your strengths, you know your value, you know kind of where you're headed, then the transition for you is going to be a lot smoother and shorter than the transition for somebody who is like, well, 
I just lost my job. What was me? How am I going to pay my bills? I don't know what to do next. And then you end up falling into this trap of I'll just take whatever job I can get. Mm. If people fall into this trap, I, I call it, you know, kind of being a, a, a hostage because you take this job. And now you begin to get concerned about things like, well, I don't have any vacation time. I can't interview elsewhere. So I'm on, the, I'm on probation. I'm kind of stuck. I'm a hostage to this position. And then you start to say things like, well, I don't want to leave so soon. Then I'll have a, a six-month gap on my resume. So now I'll just stay for a year. And all of this time is just wasted into something you knew from the onset you didn't even want to do. And so making sure we do not miss that critical first step, which is making sure you know where you're headed, know what the next thing is, know what it is called. And yes, there are assessment tools out there that can help people identify kind of what they want to do, what they like to do, what they'd be naturally good at, and and what kind of uh, positions create the kind of income that they require. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There are things that I would love to do, but if they pay peanuts, I can't do that job because I have bills to pay and miles to feed. And so I have to keep my eyes open to what opportunities are available where I live or am I willing to work remotely? What opportunities pay the right kind of level of income and have the right kind of benefits? I have to pay attention to the development cycle to be in a position to do those kinds of jobs. And so you might think, well, I want to be a, I want to be a CFO. I want to be uh, an engineering manager. I want to be a PMO leader. I want to do these things. Okay, but do you have your PMP? And do you understand that there is a development cycle that you have to go through? You have to learn all the elements of effective project management. And then you have to sit for an examination that's quite frankly, really hard. <laughs> and do you have the time to go through this process to be in position for the work that you want to do? And so far too often, I think people want to jump from A to Z and skip all the middle steps. And my advice to you is first identify what Z is and recognize all those steps in between and be willing to do the work to get there. This is real talk because this is the thing that people will miss. They just want to jump. I just need a change. I'm just burnt out. I'm just so over it. They just messed me over for the last time. This was a toxic workplace. I just need to get out. And you're ready to just jump and you don't know where you're jumping to. You're just trying to leap into an abyss of the unknown. And so let's make sure that you have a definition of where you're headed and what all those intermediate steps are to arrive at that destination on time. So what are some of the things that folks that are in career transition right now? I know some folks that as of November 1st or 2nd was their last day. What should they be doing right now? Right now, step one, make sure you know that thing that you want to do next. I will always ask that. Anybody that calls me, um, schedules a consultation with me, one of the very first questions is, okay, what do you want to do next? Mm -hmm. Okay. And having the answer to that question is the first step. So do not skip it. Do not overestimate it. Please get in there and define what you want to do. Now, once you know, okay, I know I want to be an engineering manager. I know I want to be a project manager. I want to, I want to be this. I want to be that. 
get in there and start studying some job postings. Study those job postings because they are the treasure map. They are the map that says, I want these skills and these credentials. And when, especially when you see those same set of standards over and over and over again, this is a clue. And it's a very obvious clue. These are the things that the people in this world care about. Now the, the, the mindset shift has to happen of, am I going to go and pursue the right kind of training? So pursue the right kind of development areas, pursue the right kind of credentialing. Or am I going to say, well, I never needed that back in my day. And then begin the process of getting stuck. Right. And now, so all this time is going by and you're submitting your resume and and nobody's calling you back and you are in this endless cycle of stuckness and and it's not okay half of the time it is because you don't you're not pursuing the right skill set to be competitive and in demand in today's marketplace it doesn't matter if you were a superstar 20 years ago today right now november this is what matters and so once you know what it is that you want and what it is that that side of the fence is looking for, go do it, go and acquire it. And I don't mean that by, by way of go back to university and get a four-year degree. I don't mean that. Sometimes go to YouTube University, go to uh, LinkedIn courses, Coursera, go and explore these free or relatively low cost options that can help you beef up your resume so that you can stand out and look like you're a real contender in today's workplace environment. It doesn't matter what you used to do before. Today is what counts. And what are you doing right now? And if you've already been out of work for a couple of months and you're really, really struggling, you're really, really concerned, start now. Don't just say, I was looking for a job for six months, hoping somebody would call. Get invested in your own professional development right now. It's so critical. It's so absolutely critical. Now, once you have all those pieces, you know where you're going, you know what they're looking for, you've done the work and the development, and we're good. Now it's time to make sure your resume is a good representation of you. The resume is, is it's a critical tool. You might think it's not, oh, I got LinkedIn, I don't need my resume. Misinformed, that's, that's misinformation. You need that resume <laughs> still, huh? Keep the resume still. Now, there may come a day where the resume is not as crucial. That is not this day. Okay. And so for today, even, even when you're out there effectively networking on LinkedIn, people are still going to say, can you send me your resume? And so it's still an important piece of the portfolio. But that's an extension now into LinkedIn, making sure that that is tight. Feel free. Any of the listeners, feel free to go and look at my LinkedIn profile. Look at Monique's LinkedIn profile, right? Look at some good examples of what LinkedIn ought to be, a background image, a, a professional headshot photo, a nice summary of exactly what you do in such a way that people actually understand it. Don't say things like, I, I create technical worlds and I like to help people. That's really great, but nobody's searching for that. So make sure people can find you on LinkedIn. People can make mental connections for you and recommendations for you 
Because if we keep talking about networking and you don't know how to do that, then it's not working for you. Get in there and make sure people know what you do, what you're strong at, what kind of things you're looking for next so that they can drop your name in those meetings. They can drop your name in that referral box. And so we have got to do a better job of talking about what we do and what we're looking to do next so that people can now plug us into those right opportunities that are suited just for us. That is, I'm telling you, that's how the world is working right now. You can use your resume and you can apply for things on, online. And that's great. And I love it. And I'm here for it. But do not overlook the necessity of people advocating for you. You know, even when it comes down to the resume, resumes are different now than they were before. So what are some of the crucial elements of a resume in today's modern market? I love that you said modern and like emphasize that they're different today than they used to be. And I think about, you know, way back in the day when we were in high school and we first learned how to write a resume, it was like write an objective and write your skills. And, and Okay, so first, right out the gate, objective, please don't use one, please, <laughs> because they're outdated. Um, it would be an instant, almost like red flag, like this person is not paying attention. and so. Instead, in lieu of using an objective, an actual objective statement, I'm looking for a position where I can utilize my excellent communication strengths and grow and develop within the company. That sounds really good to you, but it delivers no value to your audience. And instead, how about you tell me that you have the ability to um, create or generate revenue in the tens of millions, that you have the ability to lead teams of dozens of people. You have these abilities. You have actually achieved some things throughout the course of your career. I want to see that. I want to oh. see that front and center. So I want to see a professional summary versus an objective statement. I want to see a headline that really just immediately says, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. So that that job title that you're pursuing, it should be in there every single time. And it should be customized for every single position that you're applying for. And I know that that's hard. I know that's hard to hear and it's hard to listen to and it's freaking hard to say. It doesn't make it any less true. We have got to do the work of customizing our materials to match our audience's needs. And so we need to have that. We need to have hard skills in there. I see a lot of people saying things like, you know, good communication. I'm a team player. That's great. I love that about you. But don't forget to tell me what software applications you know how to use and what uh, hardware elements that you know how to plug into. Don't forget to tell me that you know how to read blueprints, Do you know, uh, um, agile project management. Don't forget to tell me those things. And then your experience, of course, let's go back no more than about 15 years. Of course, there are going to be exceptions that I just simply won't have the time to get into in a, in a podcast. But just suffice to say, there are some things that you can do to account for older experience beyond 15 years that's still relevant to where you're going. There are definitely things you can do, but there are also things that you should not do by way of inviting different types of uh, discrimination into your search. And so, for example, if you have on your resume that you got your 
bachelor's degree in 1989, guess what? People are doing mathematics right in their heads. <laughs> they're they're adding, tallying up the numbers. Oh, I think this person is about yay old. And they already have a bias against older candidates. And so you just kind of made it a bit harder on yourself. Also, I see folks not including degrees that they started but didn't finish. Why? Why? We have got to learn how to outsmart this system at every turn. Job search is far harder than it needs to be. It's just so much more difficult than it than is necessary. And so if we can do our part to outsmart this machine, right? Mm -hmm. And it is a machine that's scanning your resume. <laughs> My goodness. But that, and so if we know it's looking for a degree, give it a degree, feed it a degree, and then tell the whole truth. Put in parentheses, some coursework was completed. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> get that degree on the resume. And so there are so many things that I think people simply don't know. They haven't learned. They never had occasion to learn these techniques to get their resume up to modern day standards and be ready for today's market. I am, I mean, I'm blown away at <laughs> just really when you said don't go back further than 15 years, put degrees on that you didn't complete. Everything matters. That's what it sounds like. All of your experience matters. And it sounds like sometimes people kind of downplay it or don't think it's good enough. Or maybe do they forget about it? I think they forget. They're not sure. Should I put this? Should I not put that? I don't know. I feel like I'm being unethical if I put a degree that I haven't earned. But again, if you understand how to present that thing. But think about other things like... You know, I have a, well, she's 18 now, but I have a daughter. And at one point in time, I used to have to braid her hair and do her hair. And so I would, you know, think to yourself, just because I can braid my daughter's hair, does that become a relevant skill for my resume if I'm trying to become a project manager? No. Just because I have a skill doesn't mean it needs to be present on my resume. It doesn't need to be present in my LinkedIn profile. It doesn't need to be the thing to talk about everywhere I go on social media. And so there may be some skills that you have in your tool belt that, that never see the light of day. <laughs> Don't worry about those things. Focus on relevant skills that matter. And if you don't have the in-demand relevant skills that matter today, do the work of professional development to get in position. I have a question about job titles. Yes. So over the years, uh, job titles have evolved. And when people are listing jobs, let's say from 15 years ago or 10 years ago, it may have had a certain title within a company, but that's not the way people know that job on the market. Is it okay for them to change their title on their resume to reflect what people would know that job to be? Yes, 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 yes. And, and I'll specifically say, think about the function of the work that you do or the function of the work that you did. Because again, a lot of people, oh, won't I? Ooh, I don't want to be unethical. It's not being unethical if you're simply trying to help somebody better understand what it is that you do or did. And so think about it from a functional perspective. Yeah. And here's the, the type of work that I did. You know, I really did operations leadership work. So you might call yourself an operations leader, but your title was something, something analyst. Like it didn't even... It didn't match the work that you were doing. 
And we see this a lot of times with folks yeah. that have or senior level duties and responsibilities without the title <laughs> because their employer just didn't want to pay them. And so for whatever the reason, the title doesn't always match the work. Make sure that you are painting a picture of the type of work you did. So I will know if you are capable of doing that type of work for me. Use the universal language. Yes, absolutely. In the beginning of this conversation, you talked about how companies will pay for outplacement services. And that's something that your company gets hired for. So can you share a little bit about how that works? So people may be like, huh, what, what does that mean? What does outplacement mean? And what are outplacement services? Good. I think about an employer once that called and said, we have to lay off about 12 individuals. I don't even know where to begin. I'm really all just torn up on the inside. I'm really sad. I hate to see them go, but we can no longer support this business-wise. What can we do? How do we let them know? How do we inform them? How can we best support them? And so all of these pieces started to unfold because they genuinely wanted to give these individuals a soft landing, right? They, they knew they were having to lay them off. They knew that that was coming. But what can I do? Can I do everything possible to support these individuals so that their transition can be accelerated? And so that's when they would bring in push career management and say, all right, give us some language so that we can communicate this. Give us a resource that we can share with them so that they know they have you, they can reach out to you, and you're going to provide that resume, that career coaching, that career counseling to help them figure out their next steps, help them build their resume, help them build their LinkedIn profile, and then even help them with things like coaching because they're going to have questions with how do I use my resume? How do I use my LinkedIn profile? How do I show up in my interviews? How do I negotiate my salary? And so they're going to have those questions. These employers understand they are not equipped to answer them. And so they bring in an outside expert like me to provide those services and solutions to their folks who they care about, they value, but could no longer keep on their payroll. That's excellent. And you started out by saying that the company will pay for it and the people, the employee in transition or transitioning out, get access to all of that free of charge. They simply benefit from the services and I invoice the employer. How long do those services typically, do they have a contract for? So if someone is in transition now, do they have a certain amount of time to access someone like you? Usually, yes, uh, there is going to be some sort of contracted period. And so whatever materials you receive as, a, as an employee or former employee will have some, some important dates on there that you're going to want to pay attention to. And so make sure that you're scheduling your appointments by a certain time so that you can remain eligible for coverage. And then once they're in the system, they're in the system and they get they get cared for. So, yes, there are definitely cutoff dates and we want to stay mindful of those things. But this is this is real talk. And so this is something that you are going to want to make sure that you've got that piece of paper or that email or that one pager from your employer so that you are not missing out on those critical services. Don't let that slip through your fingers and you think, oh, I don't need any help. I got this. I, I'm, 
I've I've heard it. I've heard that from people who have qualified for outplacement services. I don't need it. I'm going to pass it this time. I'm good. I'm all set. Listen, even if you already got another job lined up, why would you pass on the opportunity to have assistance from a professional career coach and resume provider that can help you even in your future endeavors? So never, ever, ever pass up an opportunity to work with an outplacement provider. So for employers who, because there are a lot right now who are trying to figure out how to best lay off people and transition as we're in uncertain economic times right now. If employers would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do it? And then secondly, the best way for career um, professionals to get in touch with you. Perfect. Thank you for asking. So on the employer side, if you know that layoffs are coming, you're kind of doing some forward thinking and this is part of your planning process. Please, please, please schedule an exploratory call because we can review some custom solutions to fit your budget and your needs uh, and provide the best possible service at an affordable rate for your folks. And so visit pushcareermanagement.com and you can schedule that exploratory outplacement consultation. And if you as an individual have been affected by layoff or you're just in your own transition, maybe by choice, whatever the circumstance. Scheduling a consultation with Push Career Management is going to be one of the best first steps you can ever take. Because even if you don't work with us, a lot of times you have a lot of solutions that you can go and implement on your own. We are very excited to have recently launched our uh, on-demand interview preparation course. And so that course I love, like, you don't even have to talk to anybody. You can just plug in, uh, plug into those specific things, like, how do I talk about if I was terminated? Yeah. And so, so how do I talk about some of those hard things that I already know are going to come up in a conversation? I want to be prepared and I want to take the guesswork out of it. And so I, I I often say, you know, go from rejections to offers in just one course. And so you can also check out that uh, new on-demand interview course at pushcareermanagement.com. I'm sure that people that are listening to this, that are in transition or companies that are between a rock and a hard place, you know, they don't want to have to let people go, but it's something that they have to do to remain afloat. I hope that each of those different parties have gotten value from your episode and will reach out for assistance. What an amazing resource you're providing. Thank you so much, Malik. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, this episode is part of our holiday 2023 special series called Unpolished Gold. It's a curated collection of conversations and insights designed to highlight career professionals navigating transitions and experts with a wealth of knowledge to share. So as the year winds down, It's the perfect time to reassess, rebrand, and reinvigorate your career aspirations, remembering that every challenge is an opportunity in disguise, and every transition is a doorway to new possibilities. Stay tuned for our next episode, and if you'd like to be a guest during a special series running through New Year's 2024, go to unpolishedmba.com forward slash gold. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with anyone who might benefit from these insightful discussions. 
Here's to uncovering and celebrating the unpolished gems within us all. Happy Holidays.